report the news that nobody has the balls to report. Why am I the only one breaking stories like this? What's up, Turtle Riders? How's everybody doing tonight? Good? Good? Oh, excuse me. Excellent. Welcome to the live show, ladies and gentlemen, the Tuesday night edition of it. I am your host here, Uncle Turtle Boy. I've gone ahead and I've shared the stream to the various social media platforms we're currently allowed on. On Facebook, you can follow me at Clarence Woods Emerson, as well as the Turtle Boy Daily News page and the Uncle Turtle Boy page. Like, follow, all those, comment. It all helps with the algos, they say. Helps show up in your feed, new people come, etc. The Turtle Boy Daily News page actually eclipsed. Uh, we're up to like 33,500. So that's like over a third of the way to 100,000. So we're getting closer to getting that one back. We added 100,000 a few years ago before they took it away from us. We're getting it back. Also follow me on Twitter at Dr. Turtle Boy. That's D-O-C-T-O-R Turtle Boy. Because if Jill Biden is a doctor, then so am I. Um, you can also follow me at Turtle Boy Phone. Got to have two accounts. That's how it works around these parts. Um, but follow both accounts. Um, I'm trying to get to 13,000. I've been stuck at like it hasn't grown at all. Something's up with Twitter. I used to get like 500 or so a month new followers and it just stopped completely. Nothing shady about that at all. But I digress. So follow that. Follow me on the gram at Turtle Boy underscore daily underscore news. You can also follow me. Uh, and, you know, the podcast and everything, it's linked in the bio, follow it all. Most importantly, make sure you sh have smashed that subscribe button and hit the notification button because we go live every Tuesday and Saturday night at 9 p.m. We also do some impromptu lives like we did last night. So you want to get notified whenever that happens. Uh, and make sure you guys give us a big thumbs up. I heard those help with the algos. Leave a comment afterwards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Tell your friends. Um, am I forgetting anything else, Deb? Am I forgetting anything else? What else do I say? What else the part link, of my spiel? The link and stuff. The link? Don't oh, the, the turtle chat, you mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Hey, how you doing, Deb, by the way? Welcome, Deb. Thank you. I'm good, thank you. So, yeah, so once you guys, uh, um, there is, by the way, so as you guys know, it's been about a year since we've been banned from uh, having monetization on this channel on YouTube because. Right a year ago, Joe Biden was lecturing us and he was telling us all that uh, we're not doing our part. If you didn't get the climax, as we call it, you can't say that word. You get the climax. And he was getting tired. I think he was getting sick and tired of us and we weren't doing our part. Well, now his wife got COVID today, which she'll be fine. Don't She's vaxxed and boosted and all that. She should be good. And uh, Lloyd Austin, the guy that wore the face mask, he got it today. They're all getting it. Um, I haven't got it <laughs> and I haven't done shit. So it's kind of funny how that all works out. Maybe I did. I don't know. I'm a grown man and I'm healthy, so I'm not really worried about it to begin with. But anyway, um, do all that stuff, guys, and we'll be good to go. So yeah, we're also, like I said, we're banned from monetization. So if you'd like to donate to the show, you can't do the dollar sign thing below. 
you have to click because they got we can't use super chat anymore. So we built our own thing called Turtle Chat. If you click on the link at the top of this chat, we have built our own function there. It's called Turtle Chat. You can click on that and then you can uh, donate whatever amount of money you want. When you do that, you get to write a little message and I will get an email notification about it just like we would with Super Chat. And then we'll bring it up on the big screen. So the last one that we got the other day was from Lionel Meeks. And he says, and again, it's your turtle chat. You can write whatever you want. This is not my words. This is your words. Lionel Meek says, Amber D, you stupid twat. You better start falsely accusing me of shit. And maybe I'll start actually doing those things. So there you go. So you can do that. So Amber D upset this gentleman. Um, but you can give a shout out to anyone you want. Maybe it's your somebody you love's birthday. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, it's your turtle chat. So. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, a couple a couple months ago, we had a guest on here uh, by the name of Nicole Solis. She is a uh, Rhode Island mother, I believe from South Kingston, down by the beach. And uh, she had made national headlines because she was being attacked or, or sued, basically, by the local teachers union for her involvement in uh, public education down there. And since then, she's kind of become an activist of sorts for our team. Uh, in that she's, uh, you know, on the watch for things like critical race theory, for, you know, just the politicization of the public schools in general. And uh, Nicole has made headlines once again in the last couple of weeks. Uh, she was banned from Twitter. Uh, and then she had like 25,000 followers on there and some, you know, pr and we, I was discussing with her before the show started just about the the difference between being on Twitter and Facebook, even though Twitter is about a fifth of the users that Facebook has, it's kind of more important for people in our industry because it's how you network. Uh, it's where all the blue check marks are. It's where like your mom and your dad and your grandma, they're all on Facebook, right? Most people are on Facebook, but the blue check marks that have the influence in our line of work, they're the ones that are on Twitter. So it's important for us to, to be on that platform. So taking it away really hurts their brand. So she got a new account and she was, it's like, it was like, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't very secretive. It was like not Nicole Solis or something. And, uh, <laughs> it was, it was funny, but I'm like, oh, that's going to go. And then that got banned today. So she's banned from that. I'll show you real quick what she got banned for, uh, before I bring her on. Uh, it was something you can, I mean, you guys could probably guess what it was. What, Deb, what do you think? Oh, you probably read it though, Deb. So you probably know what she was banned for, right? So yeah. you can't. Yeah, so I, I, I will play. Yeah, I mean it's predictable. It was it was this. So she posted that um she she tweeted something about a nonprofit providing a safe stage for queer youth, parents, and teens work with professional drag performers, creating a Cinderella experience. Okay, uh, and so she and then she goes state sanctioned grooming in Colorado by CEO represent state reps, uh, whoever those people are matching kids with men performing gay sexual fetish on a So all she did was quote tweet it, talk about what's happening, but she said the bad word that you can't say anymore. This one, you can't say grooming anymore. That's the big no, no. I'll probably get demonetized just for saying it right now, but, uh, that's like all the, you know, this is what they do. Like we, we come up, our team comes up with crafty ways to like get around things like, like, let's go, Brandon. Like, that was a you can't say F Joe Biden in public because that's not civilized. So we're like, let's go, Brandon. And it's like, and then they're like, no, you can't say that either. And so if we came up with another thing to say it, they would just ban that too. And so this is like our response to 
the don't say gay bill because that was completely false. That law didn't say don't say gay or whatever. And, uh, you could say brooming, right? And then they'll ban that one. You could say predators and then they'll ban that one. That, that's what they're going to do. It's so pointless. You think at some point it would click with them and just saying, we're just like, these are just words. What are we doing right now? <laughs> like, we can't ban all words just because they started saying them. And, uh, but they did anyway. So she's banned. Anyway, she's back in the news for something else though. And uh, I got in contact with her. Uh, she has, uh, is, is being, is suing. She's on the attack this time. Not the, she's not the victim this time. She's on, on the attack. She's uh, suing her local school district. And I, I'm just going to bring her on right now and she could talk about it. I'm going to bring up the article. It's all over the news, Daily Wire, right wing stories and stuff like that. So I'm going to bring her on right now. Hello, Nicole. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. Good to see you too. So, uh, yeah, you're banned from Twitter. That sucks. It really sucks. I mean, it was going to happen eventually. And when I saw that James Lindsay got banned next, I was like, oh, okay, th this is the beginning of, of everyone getting banned. Oh, you got banned after him? No, I got banned before him. Oh. Um, and, it, you know, I, I actually even wrote a blog about it on Independent Women's Forum where I was like, you know, everyone's saying grooming. James Lindsay says it like a million times a day. And then, like, the next week he was banned and I was like oh god every this is the beginning because like you know he's the one that says it the most um, well the, the first person I saw do it was uh Ron DeSantis's press secretary Christina Puchow she because it was in response to that don't say gay bill that they were calling don't say gay but nowhere in it does it say you can't say gay right and so she's like let's just we need to start using their tactics we need to start getting creative with our language so let's call it the anti-grooming bill and so people were just like that works, <laughs> and then yeah. And then, yeah, and so and then we, and then we, it, it caught on real quick. And James Lindsay said it all the time. He ended up getting banned because a Harvard transgender professor, Alejandra something, uh, didn't like it, and she reported him a number of times. So he's gone. I'm surprised Matt Walsh hasn't been banned, but I do feel like on Twitter, once you reach a certain point where you're so big, like Matt Walsh is so big they can't ban you because it would just cause, first of all, you make them too much money by being on the platform. And secondly, it would just be like, well, there's just like, they would never get rid of Ben Shapiro. There's some cows they won't touch. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You know, that, that's a good thing. So, but you're not big enough and, and I'm not big enough. And, and so that's why they can take people like us down whenever they want. So, so let's talk about your, uh, latest situation here down around why don't you give us a so the headline says parents not welcome Island mom sues school district over secret meetings so what, what the hell what happened there yeah so my, my school committee secretly appointed a subcommittee and they called it an advisory committee to get around the open meetings act so um this advisory committee is called the bipoc advisory committee bipoc stands for black indigenous people of color and they created this committee so that way they could outsource official government work, official work of the school committee, so they could revise the curriculum, discipline policies, hiring policies, culture, student programs, all under the lens of critical race theory or anti-racism or equity, whatever you want to call it. And I asked to attend these meetings and they told me I couldn't come in. And so then I started doing all this research and I found all this evidence online of the committee members saying that they were doing all this work, that they're going to change the curriculum, they're going to revolutionize everything. And they're all like bragging about it and all these different platforms on like Facebook, on a private blog, 
um, there was actually a school committee video where they were planning out how they were going to make this secret committee. And so it was like all right in front of your face if you just looked for it. I got all the evidence together. At first, I filed a complaint with the attorney general saying, hey, they're not letting me into this meeting. This is a public body under Rhode Island law, and I have all the evidence for it. The attorney general basically was like, Meh. he punted, didn't want to touch it, just said they're not a public body, but it could go either way. Doc, how, how are they not a public body? So um, it's a fact, it's a fact specific inquiry in, in Rhode Island. There are five requirements. You have to be appointed, have advisory power, get public money, um, have a uh, consistent membership and you meet regularly. This group did all that. They met all of the conditions. And so I thought it was a pretty who was on the committee? Like who, who are they local people in the community? Who yeah, and who local are people in the community? They were parents, um, students, teachers, according to the evidence I found, but I don't really know who exactly was on the committee because they won't tell me. Um, oh, you don't even know who's on the committee. No, they won't tell me. I submitted public records requests to get their formation documents, to identify the members, to try to get where they were meeting, when they were meeting. And they said, well, we don't have to tell you all that because these are private meetings. We're having private meetings about basically so you, everything. You, you only knew this was going on because you were like on Twitter and people were just talking about it. That's no, the only reason. No, a year and a half ago. I wasn't even on oh. Twitter. Oh. My, school, my school hadn't even attacked me yet. The NEA oh. had a Oh. This, this was, was like literally a year. This was in. So why are, you bring, why are you bringing it up now? Because it took that long for the Rhode Island Attorney General to make a decision when I to first ignore to it took him that long to ignore you exactly yeah wow. you could have done that a year ago okay yeah. um so you don't even know I was because that's what I was going to ask you I'm like so I don't what's the demographics of South Kingston oh it's like eighty eight percent white and then all the rest is like you know whatever percentage black Latino indigenous okay. So it's a small percentage of, of BIPOC. So could, is this committee all people of color or could it just be a bunch of white people? It's def So there was a local news article with a picture of, of them and they were mainly BIPOC. I think there was one white person on it. Okay. So, all right. So, oh, so you, you have seen the pictures, so you can identify who's on this committee. Yeah. At least okay. at, at some point in time, I can identify some of the people. All right. So do you have a lawyer? Oh yeah, it's the Goldwater Institute. Oh, so you're you're being okay. So there, and how did you get their attention? How did they? Well, before the teachers union sued me, I sent them all my evidence. So they, we were already in contact when my school board threatened to sue me, and um, they stepped in to help me. And then I said, "Hey, I'm also working on this other side project. I think that they're violating the law over here. Do you want to help me out?" And they. Um, stepped in to help me with the attorney general complaint that I had filed. Okay. So you're suing the attorney general and the school district. Is that right? No. What happens is you, you can file a complaint with the attorney general first to see okay. if the AG will make a, a finding that they're a public body. And if they, if the AG does not find in your favor, you then are free to file your own lawsuit and the AG doesn't have anything to do with it after that. Oh, okay. I see. All right. Gotcha. Uh, did you think about contacting the ACLU about this? I mean, this is a civil liberties thing to be able to go to an open meeting. No. And I mean, I, I know you kind of roll your eyes because they're a left-wing organization, but yours truly has been represented by the Rhode Island ACLU 
in a uh, a, in a lawsuit about I don't know two years ago. There's this woman we named her Failure Swift. Uh, she sued me because she was kicked out of a hospital for having she was pretending to be sick and she put made a video of it and I wrote about it. It was funny and she had tried to be on American Idol one time, so we called her Failure Swift. And uh, so I she I, I wrote about it and I you know we made fun of her a little bit and she sued me. And uh, a judge down there in in Rhode Island in in what's that? It's the courthouse in uh, Wakefield. Is there, yeah, there a court? Yeah. yeah, down the yeah the, down there. So I had to go down there. It was way down there. And the 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 judge there told me that I had to take the blog down. And so I contacted the Rhode Island ACLU on a hunch because I'm like, this seems like a First Amendment violation that a judge is telling me to take down content. They're silencing my speech, and they're actually very responsive because they're like a small town. They're a small state ACLU. They're not bogged down with suing Donald Trump or whatever the heck the Massachusetts ACLU does. So they're actually quite helpful on, on the speech issue, to be perfectly no, honest. No, I've had experience with the Rhode Island ACLU, and they have helped me out before, and they've helped out family members of mine before. But when it comes to something like this, I think they're very selective, and I, I just don't trust that they would I understand. do a good job with something like well, this. You got, a good, you got a good organization. As long as you're not paying out of pocket for attorneys, that's the most important right. part, because this can be very expensive, and for the government, it's free. So you're exactly. going against people. So now at least you're on equal. Uh, equal footing here. So what do you hope to accomplish with this? Well, um, you know, they're going to, I hope to get them to nullify all the work they did because you can't do this kind of controversial work outside of the eye of public scrutiny. And so, mm -hmm. you know, because of the work they did, my school passed an anti-racism policy, um, which that was also reported on in the news. It's, it's truly Orwellian because they encouraged the entire town of South Kingstown of 30,000 people to report racist incidents to the school district, like as if the school is its own judiciary that's going to deem regular residents racist or not racist. Yeah. And what would they even do with that information? What? What would they even do with that information? I don't know. I mean, you know, if, if you're a student, it goes on your permanent record. And, and obviously, if you're a teacher, it does, too. And it's it's just like this surveillance apparatus that they're initiating from like the whole base of a school. It's, it's so confusing. I, I don't know what they, I don't know what they think they're going to do. I mean, you, you have that case in Maine. Um, I don't know if you heard of this guy, Sean McBriarty. He was actually sued by his school um, for his podcast. He kind of does work like you do. And they're saying that like his podcast and criticisms um, is, is violating the bullying policy at their school, even though he doesn't have kids in the school district. He's not affiliated with the school districts. He's just a critic. So I kind of see what my school did is like setting up this um, th this world where like the school is its own uh, like judge and, and court system. It's like I, I don't know how they think they they have authority over like everyone in the town. Well, it's just a ma it's a matter of appeasing the mob. That's all this is. The mob wants you do something. Let's do something. Well, right. okay. We're doing something. We're, we're creating this thing. And I don't know what this thing does and it really has no teeth to it. So we can't stop people from having opinions that you don't like, but so let's just brand them as racists and say that they're bad and we'll give them scarlet R's when they graduate. Right. I don't know what the, what the plan is here with and, that. And, so and their, um, their definition of racist in this oh, God. they passed is like, there's all different kinds of racism. There's cyber racism. There's intrapersonal racism. Um, there's like unconscious racism. It, it's just like you, you can report someone for their unconsciously held beliefs. And I'm like, well, oh. 
if I'm unconscious of my beliefs, how, how is like someone else conscious of my unconscious beliefs? Well, I'd like to, there's a man in Washington, DC who said that, uh, if you're not, if you don't vote for him, then you ain't black. So I, where can I report that gentleman? I think his name is Joe <laughs> Biden and there's people like that, but it's, I mean, ser seriously, that's, that's what these people do. Uh, I, I just, obviously we all agree racism is bad, but it, it seems like the, um, the demand for it outpaces the supply. Yeah. I mean, at, the, at this point, we all know we're not actually talking about legitimate racism. We're talking about wrong thing. And That's very true. And, and you certainly have wrong thing. Now, how old are your kids again? Uh, six and three. Six and three. So she's going to be in first grade, I'm guessing. Yeah. Wow. That's nice. So this is, uh, and are you worried that like, I mean, they're young, so it's not like you're going to get screwed over. Are you Are you worried at all that, like, because of your activism, your kids aren't going to get a fair shake? Um, Not right now, because I put them in Catholic school. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I forgot. All right. So are, are, do you want to send them back to public school? No. No. I mean, no. if ever I can't afford private school, I, I might not have a, a... Then why are you doing all this? Like, if, if you're just not going to send your kids there anyway, why even bother? I'm still paying taxes to the school district. and You'd be paying taxes without kids. If you didn't have kids, you'd still exactly. be paying taxes. Exactly. I mean, people have to remember that just because you don't have kids in the district, you're still paying an, an inordinate amount of money. I mean, in my school, it now costs like $27,000 per student to educate them. Ooh. And that comes out of, you know, my my mortgage, you know, that I would pay. They're, they're, it's my property taxes that they're taking it from. Is it a liberal town? Super liberal. Super oh, is Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, most of Rhode Island is, but something about Southern Rhode Island. It's not as bad as Massachusetts. I was looking at the numbers. Like, one of your congressional districts is competitive, at least. The one with Langevin. Is that your yeah. district or are you in Cicilline's? Um, I don't know. You don't know your representative? I should by now. Yeah. This shows you how much of a political operative I am not. Yeah, yeah, you're a neophyte. Yeah, you're new yeah, to this. Yeah, I'm like just starting out here, so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah, one of them, one of the Cicilline is the big name on Washington. He's kind of well known. The other guy is just like the other guy who wins with like 52% of the vote sometimes. Because there is more conservative parts of Rhode Island. Coventry, the western part of the state. And, the you know, once you go north towards like North Smithfield and Burrowville, that gets more. But Providence controls the state. So it is what exactly. it is. Yeah. You know, um, I would use that opportunity to create some wax. I'd like to report some evil and joke. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, that that's, you could make a mockery out of this too. I remember that happening after, after Trump won more Healy set up a, like a hotline that you could call up. If, 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 if somebody made you feel unsafe or somebody made you said something you didn't like, you just call them up and, and just report it. Just so people just want to feel better about them. They just want to feel safer. And like this woman trying to kick James Lindsay off of Twitter is her experience better on Twitter without him being like, she could just block him. Yeah, you know, like I think, I think what's going on is, you know, you scratch a liberal and, and you find um, an authoritarian or whatever they call it. It's like what's going on here. People are really indulging their authoritarian urges. They just want you gone. They don't want to hear what you have to say. Uh, like my husband was just listening to uh, who, who was it? A blocked and reported podcast. And like they're not even talking about the, the the ethics of this or like what kind of culture we want to live in. They're like, yeah, James Lindsay was just kind of like a jerk, so I'm glad he's gone anyway. Wow. And they they just they don't care that this yeah. is going to be defining our our culture of free speech. Yeah, there's no principles because they can't envision it ever happening to them. That's why they just can't envision a world where this will literally never happen to me. So what do I care? Yeah, like they don't get that the tables will turn one day eventually. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah. they are going to say something that the true power centers don't like, and they're going to be gone next too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they, they, it's kind of sick and gross. I mean, this is my life. This is what I do. It's like uh, the thrill that people get off of shutting other people up and it, they treat like, it's like they, they put it on their, their mantle and they brag about like they collect skulls about how many people can I get kicked off of social media and how empty is your life? If this is what, I mean, how sad and miserable are, do you have to be if that is what makes you happy? Yeah. Yeah. So, so how can people uh, follow your work moving forward now that you're off of Twitter? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook. My Facebook name is Nicoletta Nicole. Uh, Nicole Solis is in parentheses. So hopefully that comes up for you. Okay. And, um, yeah. I'm also on um, Independent Women's Forum. I'm a senior fellow there writing and I'm going to be doing some free speech projects with them as well. Okay, cool. All righty. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate having you. Thanks for talking to me. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. So, uh, yeah, she's always uh, doing some good work down in the little state of Rhode Island. Um, and I like having guests like that. I like getting a little yeah, political she's, on she's here. Yeah, she's well-spoken and, and stuff, too. No, she is. And uh, it's good to have local people like that in the community doing good work. So you have to fight it back against these douchebags sometimes. You know, totally. like you can't, you can't just allow them to, they've taken over the schools and you like to see people fight back and they're very threatened by it. So there's that. Speaking of threatened now, what we're going to uh, discuss now, uh, I have, uh, so J we are making, I, I have an, an update with the Tony Branch situation that I want to talk about. So um, we are making moves with this. Now, uh, I think I should probably, Deb, do you have a link? Can you get a link to that? Um, uh, the give, send, go for the, for the, uh, actually, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll put it in the blog. I'm going to write a blog about okay. this anyway. Okay. So, um, yeah. So basically here guys, um, so the Tony branch situation, we are moving on to something called summary judgment, summary judgments, like a fancy word for motion to dismiss. I still don't know the difference between summary judgment and a motion to dismiss, but, uh, the motion to dismiss, uh, with Tony branch was denied a while ago. Uh, because I had a different lawyer uh, who, quite frankly, I don't think he articulated the case very well. Uh, and I think he rubbed the judge the wrong way. And so I got a new lawyer and his name is Ryan McLean. And uh, we're just going to go over. I'm going to show you guys our motion, some motion for summary judgment because there is a difference um, or there is a um, an update. So he has Tony Branch. If you guys haven't followed the story, I'll give you a quick recap. He is a, a quote-unquote bishop. He calls himself a bishop. He was featured in a blog about six years ago, uh, right around this time, actually. I think it was August 23rd. And he was organizing a protest or participating in a protest at Brockton High School because the term housemaster, that's what they call dean, like vice principals there, they call them housemasters. He said it was racist. And, you know, all these kids stage a protest. And I don't, I had so many people blogging for me around that time that I don't even know who the hell wrote this blog. I don't even remember this blog, but the title said fake bishop on it. I called him a fake bishop. And I, I saw it and I'm like, I got sued for it three years later. And I'm like, I don't even remember this fucking guy. I don't even know what this is. I don't know who wrote this blog. So what I did is I, mean, I just took it down. I'm like, maybe he'll just go away if I take it down. Well, he didn't. He wanted money. He wanted 600 bucks. Okay. He tried to shake us down for 600 bucks to drop this. And I'm like, I'm not giving into this hustler. 
Well, our motion to dismiss was denied, and then he jacked it up to 30000 and I'm like, okay, fuck off, dude. And then I'm like, okay, well, let's, Tony Branch, well, let's find out who you are. I had no idea who you were before this, but let's find out. Oh, as it turns out, you're a pedophile, Tony Branch. You uh, have a tendency there to, uh, you, had, you had sex with a 15-year-old girl on a kitchen floor. You took a virginity, blood everywhere. Uh, you married her. You groomed and 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 you raped this fifteen-year-old girl. She finally left you when she became a grown-up after having two of your kids. Took them with her. You don't see the kids anymore because you're a fucking deadbeat. You squat in a house that's been abandoned, like you've been a, uh, foreclosed on it, like what four or five years ago, something like that. Uh, you are a complete degenerate. You uh, admitted in your divorce filings, which I found and went through, and you tried to hide them. And and get them. What is it? Uh, in, in in whatever court documents support these claims. Yes, this is all out there. I've shown. Unlike some people, I bring receipts, folks. And I went out and I found the court documents for all this. And I found out that uh oh, Tony Branch uh, is uh, filed for bankruptcy. He uh, lied on his taxes when he uh, they defrauded the DCF system. In order to get a loan, they pretended his wife was uh, working when she or going to school when she wasn't. He admitted to all of this stuff, and he admitted to it in the deposition. And so uh, now he has a, a witness. So they're trying to they can't they have a lot to prove here. First and foremost, they have to prove that I wrote the blog, which I did not. So it's going to be impossible to prove that. And secondly, they're going to have to prove that I lied, which nothing in the blog is a lie. He is, it turns out he is in fact a fake bishop. He's not an actual bishop. So that's all made up. He's going to have to prove that there was malice because he's been ruled a public figure. When, when you're a public figure, it requires malice, uh, which is incredibly hard to prove. Uh, because again, I didn't even write it. And it, you, malice means you know it's wrong and you publish it anyway, basically. That's what you're doing uh, with the intention of hurting him. And he's going to have to prove that because of these lies, he lost X amount of money. You can't just say, well, I made less money next year. I, I made less money next year. I had less clients next year because of this blog. Now, you have to prove that A caused B. You have to prove that, okay, and, and the only way to do that is to, you know, you have to have a, an email or a letter or a text message from someone saying, you know what, Tony Branch, I read this. I was going to hire you to do my wedding, but I'm canceling it now. Because I read this blog and it turns out you're a fake bishop and I want nothing to do with you. Of course, he doesn't have any of that. So we are filing our motion for summary judgment on this one. And if you guys would like to donate to the cause, uh, there is a give, send, go. I believe it's posted on the Turtle Boy Daily News Facebook page. But I'll, I'm going to write a blog about this tomorrow. Uh, because Basically, my lawyer has done a lot of work on this and he's done it uh, for free. Uh, besides with the money that we've raised and paying every dime I raise on the give send go goes directly to him. Uh, you know, he's like, can you do it for 15,000? I'm like, I, I could probably raise 15,000 over the course of however the fuck long this takes. Uh, so again, if you like to support free speech and uh, this movement, Ryan's doing a fantastic job. He's uh, he's been, he, he's an excellent attorney and Ryan does a lot. He's a, he believes in the things that we believe in. He's a, a fellow right winger. Uh, he took on a lot of the COVID mandate stuff, tried lawsuits with that. Uh, he's just, he's a good, all around good guy. So uh, I'm going to show you the motion for summary judgment that he has filed here.
to get this lawsuit thrown out. Let's check this out. All right. So here it is. Can you guys read that? Okie dokie. Let me, should I zoom in a little? Yes, zoom in a little. Okay. That work? Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. A motion for summary judgment is after um, they've done discovery, by the way. Yes, after they've done. So basically how it works is uh, the, how it works is you got motion to dismiss. If motion to dismiss is denied, then you uh, decide whether or not you want a jury trial or, or judge. And I think we pick jury. And then you, uh, the discovery process starts and that's what takes forever. You, you see what the other side has. You demand lists, you demand all these things. And we've demanded a lot of things from that he can't provide. Okay. He can't provide anything in discovery and um, we will, we'll provide whatever he wants, but there's really nothing I can provide. So, cause I didn't write the blog and I have nothing to hide with this. You know, you know, my sources, I've interviewed his ex-wife, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Lauren de Laguna says motion for summary judgment must rely on facts presented at court motion dismisses. Oh, so there you go. So, th so this is a little more thorough summary judgment than a motion to dismiss. So and motion and summary judgment often is works like the Gaffney lawsuit was thrown out with summary judgment um, the, what else one, the failure swift one is thrown out in summary judgment. A lot of these get thrown out in summary judgment. So, uh, let's, let's check Oh, and by the way, so the, I didn't say this. So the new news on this one is that the attorney, uh, for, cause he got an attorney, he scratched together a few grand and found like your friendly neighborhood attorney. Uh, and this guy is obsessed with trying to, when he deposed me, it was like four hours of him trying to figure out if I wrote the blog. And like ways that he could blame the blog on me. I wish I did write the blog so we could just skip past all this because I stand by everything in the blog. And they they have they have a new witness at this one. Uh, she goes by Krusty Panties. We call her Kate Peter because you know what does one neglect one neglectful parent is going to have the back of another neglectful parent. So she is uh and she's you know decide and, and he's a pedophile. And so, of course, she's attracted to those kind of people. She wants to help a pedophile out because her kids diddled each other. Fact, not opinion. Showed documents. Still waiting to get sued on that one, Kate. Let me know when the paperwork gets here. Still waiting. I dare. By the way, I dare you to sue me. I dare you to sue me. You won't. You won't. You won't. I mean, I'm begging you to sue me, and you won't because you're a fucking coward and a fraud, and you know it would all come out in court. But I digress. Oh, thank you, bitch. There we go. All right, so let's check this out. Defendant seeks summary judgment, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> as he's been unable to produce after five years, a single shred of evidence that would demonstrate that the article was written to be taken as literal fact rather, rather than hyperbole, that the statements are defamation, that they're false, that the defendants themselves authored the article, that if the defendants did write the article, that it was published with actual malice, and that the plaintiff suffered any damages. Those are the five factors of defamation. He can't prove any of them. He hasn't shown any of them in discovery. So we're filing a motion for summary judgment. So he explains what Turtle Boy is and how people blog anonymously under the nom de plume Turtle Boy. The crux of the article at issue is written by one of the aforementioned bloggers was meant to address the issue of political correctness using sarcasm and hyperbole in the author's opinion. Um, and that, that there was a larger issue here of political correctness 
The author compared a similar situation in Newton and juxtaposed the idea of a master's degree could be considered racist if this train of thought was taken to the extreme. On the very day that the statute of limitations plaintiff purported claims were set to expire, he filed lawsuit. That's the other thing. He waited three years to the date to file this lawsuit. That's how damaged he was by this. He knew exactly what he was doing. Well, um, while the plaintiff survived a motion to dismiss, discovery has proven that his evidence is bare and that this case has no business in front of a jury. After five years with no real evidence, summary judgment should be awarded Okay, for the defendants. So first things up, a blog was posted on the, on the website. The plaintiff will rely solely on his personal testimony and a series of text messages between him and a now deceased witness named Deborah Calhoun to prove that he lost income. The text message, she provided one text message and evidence that the plaintiff intends to rely on in order to support his assertion that defendants caused his reputational damage and the loss of two preaching positions reads as follows. Quote, and again, this is his entire evidence that he supplied to us in his um, uh, discovery. It was literally a text message from some woman named Deborah who's no longer around. She's dead. All his witnesses are dead, except for Kate Peter. And her soul is dead. And he says, it says, Bishop, call me back at the bank. Bishop called me back at the bank. No go. That's it. Therefore, he's a bishop because this woman called him a bishop in a text message. <laughs> Plaintiff has no documents to support his claim that any weddings he was due to perform were canceled due to the subject uh, article being written about him and cannot remember the names of the three couples who did cancel. Interesting. Uh, save someone named Depina. He claims there's some guy named Depina. He said this during the deposition that was going to do it, but Depina's, we don't, it's not our Depina there. It's Depina. I don't know. The plaintiff admitted to never sending the Commonwealth a certificate of good standing necessary to perform weddings, as he never became aware that he was required to until this year. He said this in his deposition. He's like, I didn't know I needed a certificate to do this. I don't know. Plaintiff had no documents to substantiate his claim that he performed 10 to 12 weddings per year prior to the subject article being posted. In 2010, the plaintiff claims to have been ordained as an elder, in which he claims is synonymous with the term bishop, based on certain passages in the Bible. So he actually, his entire defense with this was, oh yeah, it says like, my attorney asked him, how are you a, a bishop then? Like, he's like, well, it's synonymous with elder. I'm an elder. How is Kate saying that she is a witness for branch anything? Mm. Well, that is yet to be determined because when this blog was published in 2016, she was not even close to being in the picture yet. She still didn't even have custody of her fucking kids. Um, and so I don't even know if she read the blog back then, but she had nothing to do with this. Her and I never really talked about Tony Branch ever. I didn't really give this lawsuit much thought at all. So I don't know. I, I assume she's going to try to say, he, he's the only blogger. And I am now the only blogger. I've been the only blogger for a few years, but this blog was written in 2016. So there's that. Anyway, back to this thing. Um, in 2010, the plaintiff claims to have been ordained as an elder, which he claims is synonymous with the term bishop. So he's like saying that elder is the same thing as bishop. As for his role as bishop, plaintiff asserts the following, that people have been calling him bishop since 1986. That plaintiff did not stop calling, did not stop people from referring to him as bishop because, quote, 
if people see that you're calling, if people see that that's your calling, you don't correct them. Further when asked, so for roughly or close to 30 years, people have been calling you bishop. You were not a bishop, my lawyer said. You admittedly didn't see yourself as a bishop and never stopped anybody from calling you a bishop. Is that correct? His answer was yes. So like, I mean, this is literally what it, I, I, I wish I could play the freaking audio of this. It's fucking hilarious. He's just like, so you're not a bishop. You weren't a bishop, but people were calling you bishop and you didn't correct them because that's how they see you as you see you as a bishop. Therefore you're a bishop. Oh, okay. So he goes on to say uh, that it was insulting to call bishop a title. And that council could just call him Tony. <laughs> and that the reason for the lawsuit was because articles were still appearing when people were doing background checks on me, even though this article was taken down. That his qualifications for being a bishop was him embodying the traits outlined in Timothy, whatever. And then, by the way, my my lawyer is religious and he, he knows the Bible. And he's just like, he read it out loud. And it's, it's actually not what that says. Uh Plaintiff had no idea how the man who ordained him became a bishop himself. And we've, sh I, th I think I've shown Deb, did I show the Bishop branch uh, exorcism video on yeah. this or, or uh, was it was just turtle on turtle? Club. Club? Oh, okay. So I just showed it on turtle club, but it, it's, it, it's pretty wild. It, it It's more, how would <laughs> it's you just, awesome. how would you describe the Bishop branch ordination video? Oh my God. Like, I don't even know. It looked like it was in a friggin' like basement or something. And people were just, flailing and singing, throwing shit at each other. Oil. Oil everywhere. It was so insulting and so stupid. And they poured oil on his head and the other guy's head, but not the lady's head. They were just like, hold the towel. Yeah, bitch. And that was his wife. Right? Uh, or his, well, his teen wife, the one that he groomed. But I digress. So anyway, back to this uh, summary judgment here. So, um, Plaintiff had no idea how the man who ordained and became a bishop himself. He did not deny using the title prior to actually being ordained. When asked what the author should have done differently prior to writing the article, he stated, quote, from not being a journalist, but if I was going to write a story about somebody, when I'm acting as if I'm a journalist, I would simply pick up the phone and ask the question, do background like journalists mostly do respectfully. And just to be clear, I did email him. More recently, for comment about the um, allegations, the new allegations we found out against him, and he did not get back to me. So he is lying when he says that he would respond. Plaintiff does not have any records to support his contention that he lost income. He does not know whether any records were kept regarding his ordination as a bishop between the now deceased man who purportedly appointed him as a bishop. So he's like, I don't know. The guy that appointed me is dead. Um, I don't. Is there paperwork? I don't know. He's dead. We can't ask him that. We'll just have to take your word for it. The organization under which the plaintiff was purported appointed as bishop is no longer in existence. The plaintiff admitted to using a fake. This was great. He admitted to using a fake bachelor's degree from Bradford College, which no longer exists, to obtain a job that did not actually require it, but would give him a leg up. Like we got him to admit this. My lawyer did in the deposition. They asked Tony, so you you, you, because we, we pulled up his resume, we found his resume, and we're like, It says here you graduated from Bradford College. He's like, No, I actually just put that, I didn't graduate from there. 
I just, I started using that to get jobs <laughs> and they go, then why? And he's like, well, I didn't need to do that. I just did it to get a leg up. Oh, okay. So he admits that he's a fraud in this deposition. He stated inaccurately, it played of states that he had inaccurately reported his income to a subsidized housing agency. So they lied to get subsidized housing. He states that he lied to his automobile insurance agency after his wife was in an accident and submitted a claim to the insurance carrier. He admits that he's a fraud in all these ways. Uh, defendant moving for summary judgment has the burden of demonstrating by rule 56C materials that there is no reasonable expectation of plaintiff proving one or more of the essential elements in his claim. And then it cites a bunch of case law, blah, blah, blah. The SJC favors the use of summary judgment in defamation cases, blah, 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 blah. And they list, this is where the case law comes in. Basically, you look up other cases that back up your claim. This is just how the courts work. In order to state a claim of defamation, and a plaintiff must allege facts indicating that the defendant published a false statement about the plaintiff. Okay, so this is all more case law citing, case law, case law, case law. Pure statements of opinion are not actionable. The determination of whether statements are defamatory or simply offensive presents a question of law for the court in circumstances where it can be said that they are unambiguously one or the other. So onto the argument phase here. Uh, the plaintiff claims, so this is a big one, the Section 230. Section 230 is, is what protects Facebook and Twitter. You can't sue Facebook if somebody else, suppose one of you people, right, or somebody you don't like, post something defamatory about you on Facebook. You cannot sue Mark Zuckerberg for that because he is protected and Facebook is protected by Section 230. If somebody says something to you defamatory in our comments sections, you cannot sue me for that because I didn't write it. A third party did on my platform. So platforms, once you're determined to be a platform, you cannot be sued for defamation when third parties write things on your platform. And so this is what protects Facebook and Twitter from lawsuits. They get sued all the time and they just use the copy and paste the same argument. CDA section 230 protects us from this because if we didn't have section 230, then it would be extremely dangerous for any platform to exist at all because they could get sued for things that other people published on their site. And we don't want to live in a world like that. We just want to reform it. So I have been ruled, Turtle Boy has been ruled by Judge Mulqueen in Springfield Superior Court, Hamden Superior Court, that we're a platform because I have multiple bloggers and I've hired people like Manch right off the streets. Like I didn't do a fucking background check on Manch. I didn't do a background check on Kate Peter. I saw them commenting in the comments section. And I'm like, you want to write blogs? Sure. I've had other people email me. Sasha or Turtle Girl, how she first started coming out to Turtle Boy is uh, she just sent me an email. She didn't even say your name. She's like, can I try my hand at this? Sure. She sent in a sample. Uh, it, uh, published it on the website. I gave her a login. And I'm like, go ahead, publish this. We'll see how it goes. So I'll give you a test run. And it went well. And so I'm like, you can keep doing that. I reserve the right to delete anything you you publish if it doesn't fit the brand. Just like Mark Zuckerberg reserves the right to remove content off of his platform if he doesn't like it, because that's what a platform is able to do. 
And so I have been ruled a platform in court. And so this is how case law works, right? Like you get ruled one thing one day, and then you can use that in further court decisions down the line. So this is our argument with this. The plaintiff's claims are barred under federal law. He seeks to bring claims based on the content created by an author using the Turtle Boy platform. Section 230 bars plaintiff's claims because he seeks to hold the Turtle Boy defendants liable for the content created by a separate user. As a matter of law, CDA immunity is not only a defense to liability, but immunity from suit altogether. So this should have been thrown out if my first lawyer had articulated this better. My first lawyer didn't articulate in his motion that I didn't write the blog. <laughs> and so the judge assumed that I wrote the blog. And that's the judge is like, well, you wrote the blog, you published the blog. So obviously this doesn't apply to you. So we he screwed that one up basically. So under section 230, no provider or user of an interactive computer device shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. Immunity is broadly recognizing Quote, the obvious chilling effect that such an intermediate tort lie. Okay, so this is all the case law stuff with that. Turtle Boy is an interactive computer service provider. The CDA defines this as any information service system or access software provider that provides or enables computer access by multiple users to a computer server. So I have multiple bloggers. Defendant's blog has previously been identified as a social media platform where third-party bloggers are permitted to post their own blogs on the website. In the judgment of Waters versus Carney, that's case law now. Waters versus Carney is officially case law. Turtle Boy meets the definition of interactive service provider as the idea was to create a platform where anyone could publish content. These individuals did not have to pay or provide identifying information to become a publisher. And I said during my deposition, it's like Truth Social. It's like Trump's websites. Trump's website. You have to apply to get on the platform. Anyone out there on Truth Social? Anyone out there on Truth Social? So Truth Social, you can't just sign up for it like you can on Facebook. You have to apply. And that's kind of the way it is on the Turtle Boy website. If you want to be a blogger, you got to apply. You don't have to show like ID or anything, but you just apply. And then I just, I'm like, I, I press a button and I, I make you an admin and then you can rub, publish blogs. So it's just, it's a lot. And I'm, I'm so if you guys obviously applied, right? Suzanne is on it. Lauren's on it. So, you know, you had to, to do it, right? Like you had to, um, to apply. You didn't just get on that day. It's the same argument here. So we are a platform like Truth Social. So it goes on to say. Um, neither Carney nor defendants provided the content at issue because plaintiff alleged that the defendants, specifically Carney, published the content issue. He survived plaintiff's 12B6 motion. This is based on an affidavit submitted on behalf of defendant Carney, which states in part, quote, I am the newspaper's publisher as well as the operator of the social media platform. However, this was misconstrued as an admission that Carney published the statements at issue. And this is where my other lawyer messed up. Rather than his exercising control over the platform, Carney has not allowed third-party bloggers to post on the platform since 2020. He describes that when a user no longer writes for him, the account gets deleted and defaults to the author name Turtle Boy. So for instance, South Shore Turtle Girl, Krusty Panties, when they lost 
their, you know, when, when they no longer blog for me, I deleted their accounts. So all of the blogs they wrote don't get deleted though. Their name comes up now as just a default name, Turtle Boy. I default it. So I don't know who wrote it. If it says Turtle Boy on it, like my blogs are written by Uncle Turtle Boy. That's how you know it's me. That's my username. That's why they, I'm Uncle Turtle Boy. If it just says Turtle Boy on it, that means one of them wrote it. And I just, because I deleted their account and it just defaults all their content. If that makes sense, defaults to that. Does that make sense, Deb? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah, I know totally. this, it's a little bit much, right? So, um, so I like having Deb here, just bouncing ideas off her. Woman of the people right there. So it goes on to say, um, the name appears as the author, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, thus, plaintiff cannot meet his burden of substantiating his claim that Carney published the blog. He didn't. Defendants were not publishers of the content. The First Circuit has held, so long as the cause of action is one that would treat the service provider as the publisher, immunity applies, blah, 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 blah. Because the plaintiff cannot prove that Carney or his entities were the publisher, the defendants cannot be liable. Okay, so there's that. The statements, and now, now we're going to get into the fun stuff. The statements were clearly hyperbole or opinion. As stated previously, a portion of the Turtle Boy content is simply commentary on the issues that are in the news. As a matter of law, Statements of rhetorical hyperbole are also excluded from defamation. When asked during his deposition transcript, and so this is this is my um, this is the uh, branch's lawyer asked me, well, you didn't write the post, so how can you? I go, yeah. When I write it, when I read it, I'm like, this is clearly not literal. Anyone with the brain looks at these things like it's obviously not like nowhere in this. Is this like, actually, we did do research and found out he's not a bishop. It was just a passing statement. It's a joke. Like, oh, this guy's acting like a salesman. He seems like a con artist. He seems like a fake bishop, right? Because I go to church. I see what bishops act like. They don't act like this. And then uh, the attorney asked me, you don't consider yourself an expert on the Pentecostal faith? And I go, nope. But I know my bishop is a little bit more serious than this and doesn't get involved in, you know, marching with high school kids, demanding that deans change the name or whatever the hell was going on there. So basically, my argument here is hyperbole. Like, like the blog is hyperbolic. Like, yeah, fake bishop. Like, we're going to call it like, it's just a, a passing statement. It doesn't mean you're actually fake. Like, this guy's actually fake. He's not real. It's like you're a fake bishop, dude. It's a like, dude, it's fucking hyperbole. We can't just go around banning people from saying words. Like, give me a fucking break. Get over it. The words in the article are clearly interpreted as hyperbole and opinion. Calling someone a fake or a phony does not necessarily imply that the person does not exist. Rather, it conveys the opinion of the individual speaking the words that the subject of the statement is not genuine in their motives. Any reasonable reading of the article would lend a reader to believe that the writer was expressing an opinion and that the article was not an investigation into whether or not the plaintiff was in fact the bishop. As a matter of law, therefore, the unambiguous nature of the statements can be found to be hyperbole, which do not provide the plaintiff with a cause of action. But see, the statements were true. The third hurdle which plaintiff cannot overcome is the statements in the article were actually false. He took issue with the statement that the article contained an implication that he received a, quote, fake theology degree. When in fact, because again, the article actually said that yeah, he's probably got like a fake theology degree. He did. <laughs> it was Brad. He didn't have a degree from Bradford College. He made that fucking up. 
So like when the article was first put out, like it was like, oh yeah, this is whatever. Like this guy's probably a fake. He's a phony, whatever. No, he actually was. He actually was. <laughs> okay. Uh, so when in fact the plaintiff never received a degree at all. Further and more astonishingly, the plaintiff admits to using a fake bachelor's degree for financial gain. <laughs> he admitted to using it, the fake degree from Bradford College to obtain a job that did not usually require it, but would, quote, give him a leg up. With respect to whether the plaintiff is, in fact, a bishop, as stated in the undisputed facts above, he admitted to allowing to people calling him a bishop since the 80s when he was not a bishop. He would not deny the truth of a judge's finding a fact claiming that he referred to himself as a bishop before he became a bishop and that his qualifications for being a bishop were simply his embodiment of the qualities listed in Timothy chapter 3 of the Bible. The plaintiff provided an ordination certificate as part of his discovery that has the word elder off center next to it. Yeah, he, he provided this like certificate that's like I'm a bishop. And he clearly like looks like he wrote something in that says elder. It's like, dude, like like a five-year-old made this goddamn certificate in his garage or something. Be interested to see the people who didn't want him to officiate their wedding because you yeah, they don't exist. They don't exist. <laughs> Shocking. But anyway, at the same time, the plaintiff has admitted the following: a man named Antonio Harris, remember big dick Antonio Harris obtained a harassment prevention order against the plaintiff in 2013. That's the guy that he falsely claimed was banging his wife at the holiday and expressing brain tree. Made it all up. His wife obtained an abuse prevention order against him the same year. Another woman, LaShawn Middleton, obtained an order against him in 2015. He faced criminal ammunition charges. With respect to the in insinuation that the plaintiff, quote, bilked taxpayers, the plaintiff, because this is another thing he's suing me over that I, the, the blog said that he bilked taxpayers. Well, he's like, I don't collect a taxpayer salary. Well, you did use a fake degree to get a leg up. You did inaccurately report your income to a subsidized housing agency, which is paid for by the taxpayers. That he lied to his automobile insurance agency after his wife was in an accident and submitted a claim to the insurance carrier. Oddly, the plaintiff's own definition of bilk is, quote, for me, it, it's to take money that I'm not entitled to, to take advantage. These are the plaintiff's own admissions using a fake degree, using the title bishop without actually being a bishop and taking money that he's not entitled to. You getting this, Deb? Like his, 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 his deposition was like the biggest gift ever to us. Like he just admitted everything. He's like, I'm completely full of shit. I made up the fucking fake theology degree. None of that happened. Like, you know, like, yeah, I, we were screwing over. Yeah. I admit to everything. I'm not even really a bishop. People called me a bishop, but I just fucking let them do it because, Hey, they felt like I was a bishop. So I'm gonna call myself a bishop. Like, how dare you say I built money from tax players when I did indeed built money from the tax Oh, players. it's amazing. Look at the footnote, dude. I can't get over the footnote. Which can be purchased. Oh, yeah, which can be purchased. <laughs> so you, you can actually do this. So this is um where you can purchase being a... um. Th this is where he got his certificate from. So you can just buy a certificate amazing. here. We found it. Yeah, we found out where he bought it for 14 bucks. You just go and buy it. That's literally amazing. I'm done with Seriously. it. Seriously. <laughs> 
seriously donate to the donate this is all ryan mclean finding all this shit like he's fantastic finding this shit it's so good you form a lawyer to shame dude like damn yeah so this is great so uh let me zoom in here uh back to this oh no one more up okay so um let's see back to our situation here what page were we on i think we're on page the footnote was great though. I didn't even notice that footnote until she said the footnote, which can be purchased. <laughs> okay. Um, additionally, the plaintiff has provided only an ordination certificate, which refers to a different bishop and contains the plaintiff's name on a line in the middle of the document. And off to the left in the darker ink is the word elder is written next to his name. Further, his middle name is misspelled incorrectly on the document. It is the plaintiff's burden to prove that the defendant made a false and defamatory statement. Further substantially true statements can be blah, 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 blah. Plaintiff, therefore, has no claims to bring forth the trial as the statements he's alleging are defamatory are, in fact, true. The plaintiff cannot prove actual malice or reckless disregard. Where the plaintiff is deemed a public figure, the First Amendment absolutely prohibits punishment of truthful criticism. And quote, only those false statements made with a high degree of awareness of their probability, probable falsity may be subject of either civil or criminal sanctions. In an effort to avoid redundancy, defendants incorporate all the plaintiff's own admissions from the prior paragraph with respect to the truthfulness of the statements. Even more difficult, this plaintiff cannot prove the statements are actually false, even if they were he simply cannot show that they were made with malice or uh, reckless disregard for their falsity, especially since he's been deemed a public figure by this very court. So this court already deemed him a public figure because he is one. He's like serves on committees. He runs for mayor, like all this shit. He's a public figure. Public officials must show that the defendant acted with actual malice, which he can't do. The plaintiff previously attempted to obtain a temporary restraining order against Carney in 2022 for stories and YouTube shows that Carney had made regarding the plaintiff based solely on information obtained through public record and by speaking to witnesses such as the plaintiff's ex-wife. The question was posed to the plaintiff whether he, oh, this was, this is, Deb, you're going to love this part. Okay, this is, this is, this is good stuff here. So he goes, the plaintiff... <laughs> Laughing. <laughs> I know the question was posed to the plaintiff, whether he believed the 2022 coverage was better or worse than the 2016 article. So let me ask, so like you've read these blogs, Deb, oh, yeah. what do you, what do you think was, was worse for him? The blog in 2016 or the blogs that were written this year? I'm going to have to say 22. Yeah. <laughs> because the blogs in 16 just called them like a fake bishop and right? made jokes and stuff like that. Now like, it's just like, alone. now the new ones are like, bitch, you're, here's, you're a pedophile and here's the court document. <laughs> here's you tell me. What, so my lawyer asked him in the deposition, what do you think was worse? The 2016 blog or the 2022 blogs? And this was his response. Um, plaintiff's response was, quote, the coverage from March of 2022 is much less positive. A little, a little bit. A little bit. Thus, the plaintiff's gripe about the lack of an investigation or interviews prior to the authors posting the 2016 article as the yeah. basis for malice or reckless disregard fly out the window. Had the author done the deeper dive that Carney did in 2022 back when the article was published, it would have been even worse for the plaintiff who still filed a complaint in the form of a TRO 
in 2022, despite much further investigation into public documents and interviewing the person's ex-wife. The plaintiff, therefore, cannot prove that the writer of the 2016 article had any uh, reckless disregard or malice. In fact, had the writer dug further into the plaintiff's own publicly available information, he or she would have discovered the following. A. The plaintiff had numerous lawsuits filed and judgments entered against him by creditors in Brockton District Court alone. B. The plaintiff filed for bankruptcy in 2016, estimating that he owed between 50 and 99 creditors, was collecting unemployment, and was recently released from employment, and that he had debts totaling over $199,000. And we got his bank uh, bankruptcy uh, records on that one too. Right. Plaintiff was in arrears in child support and had his license suspended by the Department of Revenue Child Support Enforcement Division in 2017. He sued them too and lost. The plaintiff used a fake bachelor's degree that the plaintiff admitted he previously failed to report his income during his divorce. The trial judge in the plaintiff's divorce found, despite the plaintiff's claims to the contrary, that between 2007 and 2008, Quote, he was then a Muslim and had been using the name Anthony Malik Shabazz since approximately 1988. That's 20 years of being a Muslim. And he's a bishop, though. See also the uh, plaintiff's use of Facebook identity, Tony Shabazz, and the Section 4 rationale stating the husband either has maintained a dual identity for years or reactivated his former alias at the separation. G, the trial judge found the plaintiff and his wife attempted to hide their marriage from DCF so as to continue receiving wife's cash tuitions benefit. This would, in fact, be, quote, bilking the taxpayers. Uh, H, I would, the, I would, the author in 2016 would have found out that the trial judge found out that the plaintiff was ordained as a minister in a church founded by his aunt, that after his aunt died, the plaintiff became pastor, and then his wife was ordained as a minister, quote-unquote ordained. Plaintiff, quote, assumed the title of bishop, a title he admitted that he used even before he was a bishop, sanctioned in public. The plaintiff did not deny this in his deposition. At least three women have obtained abuse prevention orders against him. Antonio Harris, whom the plaintiff has filed yet another defamation suit against, obtained an order against him. In 2015, the plaintiff, who then was approximately... 59 years old began dating a 22 year old woman with a young child named LaShawn Middleton. We would have found that out. We would have found out that the plaintiff claims that his ex-wife and Ms. Middleton conspired against him when he was arrested for violation of the abuse prevention order and possession of ammunition without an FID card. We would have found out that the plaintiff's ex-wife testified that when she was 15 years old, the plaintiff took her virginity on the kitchen floor of the home of a woman with whom he has two other children. The trial judge found that when Evelyn Wiggins Branch was 18, she moved in with the plaintiff and that, quote, whether or not the husband and wife had sexual intercourse in Kennerly's kitchen when the wife was 15 or at the Hillbrook when she was 18 and lived with him, the husband's denial of any sexual relationship with his wife before they moved together to the Oak Street house is not credible. Further, Miss Wiggins began attending programs at the Boston Rape Center in 2015. None of these were reported in, on the blog in 2016. Again, the, the best part about this, Deb, is that he, his big gripe is you didn't do your research. 
right? And it's like, yeah, that was a. You're lucky we didn't do our research. We did. They do it a lot. Or oh yeah, you want to do research? Ago. Yeah, well, we did it now. And as it turns out, bitch, that was generous. Like you got it easy in 2016, my guy. Like when this lawsuit first came up, I felt a little bad. I'm like, did we defame this guy? Was he? Is he actually a bishop? Oh no. He as, as soon as I saw that he wanted 600 bucks, I knew he was a grifter. I knew it. Yeah, exactly. It's just such a random amount. Like, you know it's like something's wrong. Well, it's like if you're that damaged, why would you settle for 600 bucks? Period. So it goes on to say, all of the above are publicly available. Had the author of the article done more to investigate the plaintiff, the article would have likely gone from a commentary blog to an actual investigative piece. Whoa, sorry. Which would have, no, it's cool. Which would have proven the hyperbolic and opinion words true. The commentary blog posted by the author in 2016 about the article in the Brockton Enterprise was not posted with actual malice or disregard for its truth. If it were, the author could have and would have written about much worse material that was in the 2016 article. Further, if the plaintiff's burden to prove and evidence is something that he does not have in this matter. Finally, the plaintiff has no damages. He has no written documents to show that he lost out on any weddings or that he lost the opportunity to preach at two separate churches, much less that it was a 2016 blog that is the cause of it. In fact, with all of the above, save for the bankruptcy filing happening prior to the blog being published and with no actual evidence that he actually lost any income or opportunities, no jury could conclude that the blog caused him any monetary or reputational damage. Conclusion. For the aforementioned reasons, the plaintiff simply has no case to bring forward. He cannot simply hope to disagree his way to a jury in an effort to uh, avoid summary judgment. So he, and he has no reasonable expectation of proving any of the elements in his claim. His claims are barred under section 230. The statements were unambiguously hyperbole and or opinion in a matter of law. There's, they were substantially true. And even if they weren't, he cannot show that they were made with any actual malice. Last, he cannot prove monetary reputational summary judgment should be allowed for the plaintiff's case. Mic drop. So that's how it's done people. That's how you summary judgment right there. That's how it's done. So, uh, yeah, he's a great attorney, man. The guy's fucking like that was the like such a scathing summary judgment, scathing summary judgment. So, that's going down the general lawsuit, which is the most boring lawsuit I'm involved in. Uh, I'll talk about that another time. That's not going well for general either. Um, it's just like I love winning in court. I love, I'm so fucking good at court. I'm not, I, I mean, I would lie. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to, I wouldn't tell you guys uh, something, this wasn't true. I'm fucking really good at court. Like, really good at it. Because I'm really good at speaking, and I and I have a thirst for the truth, a hunger for the truth. And that's why I defeat, I'm undefeated in court. I've never lost as a defendant when people come at me. Um, and I also give a hell of a victim witness impact statement, if I do say so myself. So, okay. So, there's that. Anybody have any questions they want to ask me or anything like that? Can I sue for legal fees? You could, but you can't get blood from a stone, my guy. Right. How are you going to get anything out of Tony Branch, you know? Uh, oh, we got a little dono here I want to bring up. Uh, we got one from Suzanne. Again, if anybody would like to donate to the cause, there is a link at the top called Turtle Chat. You can donate whatever amount of money you want, and uh, it will... Uh, you get to write a little message like this. So Suzanne donates 10 and she says, may I become a bishop in the turtle boy religion? Yes, you are. Well, you can just say you're a bishop. So there's that. Apparently people just call you. If people just start calling you it, you're a bishop. Um, let's see. 
how about the Ryan Waters lawsuit? Um, I am representing myself. I have a hearing on August 30th with this. It's the first time I'm representing myself in this lawsuit. So I would imagine that's eventually going to get tossed. The thing about the Ryan Waters one is like the fact that he comes on here all the time in comments just completely throws out the window that he's scared or that I'm like, you know, worrying him or anything like that. Like he's just full of shit. So that, that, so that is our motion for summary judgment. They will file an opposition to that and then there will be a hearing for it. And the judge will take a week, read it all over, issue a ruling. And I'm hoping that this gets thrown out in summary judgment. If not, we go to trial and we see what happens there. I am off work that day. It's August 30th. It's in Springfield at uh, Hampton Courthouse. So I'll be there if anyone else wants to join me on August 30th. The Bishop thing sounds like a tax scheme. That's what, that's why I said, that's why I agreed with the bilking the taxpayers comment. I'm like, the whole organized religion thing to avoid taxes is like, Sarai Rivera started doing that in Worcester. And I'm like, this is just, it seems like every Al Sharpton, like they're all reverence. And then, you know, they ain't that religious in their hearts. Like, come on. So I just feel like it is a scam, you know? Did Shivik Gaffney's chicken leg? By the way, have you ever seen Gaffney's legs? Dude, he like talk about skipping leg day, dude. Like he posts these cringe videos at the gym. Like you know, that makes sounds. It's fucking weird. He brought like balloons. He celebrated his 50th birthday party. There was fucking weird. And but he wears but his legs are so disparate. Like it's weird. I mean, he talks about me a lot, but it's like, dude, we don't compare. <laughs> Stop it, dude. Stop no. it. You don't You don't want to go there, my guy. But I digress. Uh, so what was the question again? I got distracted with that name. Uh, did Shivik sue you? No, he never did. We, ne we Mike Shivik has never been heard from since that incident. He's never shown up at the gym either. So um, when are you going back on Kyle? Oh, I mean, whenever he invites me on. I'll go whenever. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm busy. Like, I don't even really miss it that much, you know? I liked going on Jerry's podcast, but at the end of the day, it took up time and time is money. You know, will Ryan list Kate as one of his witnesses. Also, he can try, but I mean, she helps him. Whew. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, she might, she's that. Why wouldn't she? Well, as long as she has any standards, please. And it's not like any of her followers know who Ryan Waters is at this point. So she might do it because it's not like she would lose credibility with her audience like they're fun let's be honest like they're literal retards i mean i could you last night on this show what you guys witnessed last night was 90 minutes of me massacring Catherine peter just destroying her i mean did you see it deb you, i did i was there like, yes I remember i was bouncing trolls on it you're you're a little bit biased obviously yeah, um because you support so. what we do here but you have to admit like that was just a shellac like i destroyed her like and i and i had receipts and I brought everything up and there's just really nothing more to say. It's just like you abused and neglected your children for so many years. They were in and out of foster homes and you wanted to reunite with them. We showed you the screenshots of you posting like, oh, I love my son. I want to play shoots and ladders with him. I'm going to get him back. And then you lost them. You lost them. And because you failed, they, they tried to reunify you and they adopted them out because you couldn't follow the service plan. 
you did that. You failed your children and they were removed from you. So literally nothing matters. Like your criticisms, whatever, it's all just deflection. It's all just like you attempting to say, oh, look over here. Don't, don't pay attention to that. Look over here. He's bad because A, B, and C. But nothing matters, Kate, because you literally had your children taken away from you. You wake up in the morning and Wade and Hunter are in a different house. And they will be until they're forever. Like you'll never sleep under the same roof as them. You failed. You had your chance and you failed. I succeeded as a parent and you failed. So there's that. Anybody else? Lauren's um, interviewing Ryan Waters in October. Get out of here. (laughs) See, see, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'll watch that one. Definitely. I'll watch that one. Definitely. Uh, That's going to be must see. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, she claims the doc. And again, watch last night's thing. Um, It's not a fake thing. Um, I, I've, I've shown it and we discussed why it's not fake because the deep, I don't know if just Christine, Trixine and, and Finn was watching last night. She's a supporter, right? Just, this yeah, is a, okay. Um, that like in the document, it's like, how would I know who Mrs. K is? How would I know who Mrs. Hey. D is? How would I know the exact dates? Like it's, it was very specific, like February 12th, 2013, this, it was reunited and then on April 14th, 2015, this one was taken away. It's like, how would I know all of those dates? How would I do? So I wrote this. Is that what she's saying? I Yes, of course. I went on Microsoft Word. I wrote out this extremely detailed statement with all of the correct dates. All of these people, I would have no idea who the fuck they were, but I just made it up. And shut up. I know you ordered the form for $14, okay? And you just put in for names, okay? Shut up. Oh, yeah. Lying. It's a form. So again, I would ask, I would ask them that they, they won't ask that. They'll just be like, "Oh yeah, kill shot Kate. Yeah, Kate never loses because they're fucking literal retards." I'm proud to. It does. If you have a bunch thousands of followers and they're all that retarded, then what is that even worth? <laughs> like, what? Who cares? Like, you have like congratulations. The Special Olympics is you know you're number one in the world. The Special Olympics. Good job. Um, plus, you got the letter. Yeah, and then the more important one was the the document that actually was letterhead. From DCF. Notice she doesn't talk about that one. The screenshot snapshot she's claiming is fake. The one, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm. That's what we were just talking about. But again, on that, it just obvious. I don't know if just Christine didn't watch last night. Go watch it. Go watch it because that that document I showed is very specific. It mentions a Mrs. D. It mentions a Mrs. K. It mentions specific dates. And which dates those children were taken out of home. I would have no idea of what those dates were. How the fuck would I know those dates? How would I know those dates? You tell me that. Can anybody, if you can come up with a way in which I knew those dates, the exact dates in 2012 and 2013, that those children were removed from the homes, then you can, you might have something there. How would I know those dates? I wouldn't. I wouldn't because it's real. So... The dates are accurate. Exactly. So it, like, how would I fuck would I know that? How would I know that? So, um, yeah. So I, like, I literally fucking murdered her soul last night. And the reason, think about it. Like the reason that she's out there posting and saying, oh, oh, look at this. Like, actually it's fake. You, like that's what a defensive person does. That's what a person does after they have been thoroughly exposed. They, she's panicking. She knows that, you know, there were people that followed her. And that were in our comments last night, like, oh shit. And like, even though the most retarded ones are like, kill shot Kate. 
like thousands of people are going to see this like and be like, oh, wow. Turns out this woman who is taking shots at Chile de Castro and uh, all these people who she thinks she's better and she's not better than any of them. She's actually worse. She's actually worse. I don't Does Chile de Castro have children? Oh, I hope you not. Know, I doubt it. Um, something tells me I doubt that he has kids. Therefore, I he know, never. He, he just said fan shit. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. How would you do yeah. that? If he does, he doesn't so, have any custody or anything. Yeah. So, therefore, he didn't abuse kids. So, right. That's one for your column and, and none for his. So, there we go. Okay. Anybody else have any other questions they want to ask me? Did, did uh, Little Miss Piggy lose? Did she lose? Oh, the, the results in from Wyoming. Please tell me she lost. Yeah, she did. I think so. And then she got married out. Math or well, the result of the election was today, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Matt McCarthy asks, What percentage would you give DeSantis for beating Trump? Um, if they actually went head to head, uh, I would give it like a two percent chance, probably. <laughs> That's what I would think. I think DeSantis, oh, you have cash out, by the way. Oh, I do. DeSantis, DeSantis's best act, our best chance is that Trump just doesn't run. Like, that's his best chance, and that would be the most noble thing Trump could do. Um, Seven Pounder sends $10 and he says, For tonic is my LOL cow. So, um, there you go. So, uh, all right. She was primaried out. Cool. I asked her if it's fake. Why exactly? I mean, that's the ultimate. What, how come you haven't sued? She always says, I'm gonna sue. I mean, that's a pretty fucking outrageous claim. If I'm making up DCF documents. That'll let that like, you know, infer that your children diddled each other. That's like, I would sue the fuck out of somebody that said that about me. If it wasn't true, why hasn't she sued me? I mean, she's responding to it. So why don't you sue? She also raised $4,000 with the fundraiser to sue me. Yeah, Where'd that money go? go? Yeah. Where'd the money go for that? I got a, I got a cease and desist letter from attorney Michael Gaffney on her behalf to take the blogs down instead of doing that. I did a blog about the cease and desist letter and I didn't take it down. So I've done nothing. You've demanded. I take it down. I've refused a double down instead. And what did you do in response? Nothing, nothing. And what are you going to do? Nothing. Cause you know, it's true. Kate, the re the real reason Kate Peter would never sue me is because she knows that all these things are true and that in discovery, I would get access to so much information that she would never want to give up voluntarily because that's how discovery works. I would get all communications with, I could say, I could ask uh, the court to be like, okay, Kate, I would like all, I would like you to go through your Facebook messenger and search for the name Aiden and turtle boy. And I want all text messages that come up with those keywords in it. And she would have to hand them over. <laughs> I would, I would get access to all of that. And she and doesn't she, want that at all. She doesn't want that. No, no, no. She doesn't want that. And I've, I've beaten her in court. She knows I'm better than her. So the DCA female that supposed was to court. hilarious. <laughs> Your file is Did it really? Yeah. Did it really? Should we, should we look at it? Should we just have a good time? Um, yeah, why not? Like, let's just yeah. pick apart. Let's see if we can pick apart. Yeah, let's let's see it what fake. it says. Yeah, let's, let's, see, let's see what it says here. Let, let's go to her page here. Her little cute little channel here. Um, let's see. And let, let's see. Uh, so she made a community post. Let's, let's bring this up over here.
I can't get over the Gaffney's chicken legs thing. You know, right? Okay. So she goes, not that I feel really feel the need to uh, address this a million times over, but Laguna Lauren and Turtle Boy have been passing around a document. So again, this is like, the, this is like what you do. This is what you do when you're freaking out. Like, right. like, you know, if you were just whatever, like Aiden doesn't matter. Nobody pays it. You would just ignore it. Right. Not but that you I know, need to address this, but let me address this. But let me just write this long fucking thing here. Cause I'm freaking <laughs> out over this. Right. Totally. She's totally not sweating this guy's totally not. Um, uh, that it's they claim is number one authentic and number two proves that I abused my children. Well, what proves that you abused your children isn't necessarily that document. It's the fact that your children were removed from your home due to abuse. Okay, that's what proves it. But goes on to say, she goes on to say that um, the document has been passed around numerous times and contains false statements that are actually pretty damaging. Not so much to me, but to my minor children that have nothing to do with YouTube and with their crazy mother. First of all, nothing to do with YouTube. Deb, have her children ever been featured on her show? No, I don't think so. Wait, you don't think? Yes, they were. Yes, were. So, yeah, several yeah. times. Oh, she yeah. had her daughter on one time. Calling and she her called... retard. Yeah, no, no, not that's when she was six. She was on. Oh yeah. And she's well. been a teenager. She's been on the new thing. Oh yeah, and... she's swearing and shit. Oh, swearing up a storm. She used to bring her son to fucking the things like they were heavily involved in everything. She brought them into this. Those are just the two that she had. Those are the two that she has in her custody. Yeah, let's get this up to 100 likes. You see 160 of you motherfuckers in here right now. Everybody go like it. We're up to, we only got 70 likes. 71. Let everybody go like. Give us a thumbs up. Let's get it up to 100. But anyway. Um, yeah, she co-hosted once. Yeah, exactly. Her minor children have nothing to do with YouTube. And, and by the way, just this idea that I am the one causing her children harm is just such a deflection. You literally oh, yeah. lost your children because you abused them and you're blaming me for talking about it. So I'm causing harm to them by talking about the fact that you lost them due to abuse, but I'm the bad guy. Hmm. Something seems off. That's like saying like, well, you, you, well my, if you have a friend that, if you know someone who's murdered, right. And you know, instead of in the murderer, if you, in, in the media writes about it, like the, the local newspaper writes about the murder, the murderer says, you're victimizing the person I killed by talking about it. Like what you're, you're the one I'm just talking about the fact that you abused them. Interesting. So it goes on to say that, um, Several months ago, I actually reached out to the CPS agency here in Massachusetts to try to figure out where the hell this is coming from. As Turtle Boy has repeatedly insisted that he gets his information from a former social worker who, quote unquote, hates me. I would never reveal my sources, by the way. Let's just be very clear about that. The beauty of Turtle Boy and what frustrates her so much is that I'm anonymous and we use anonymous sources. And I would never betray our anonymous sources because that's then people wouldn't send us stuff. Kate knows all this because she used to work for me. She knows the anonymity aspect of this. And so she it, it bothers her to her core. Like, how the fuck did he get that? But it goes on to say, um, several months ago, I reached out to them in Massachusetts to figure out where the hell this is coming from as he's repeatedly... Uh, blah, blah. The agency has totally denied any of this and has not confirmed and has confirmed that the supposed document didn't come from their office nor did the rumors that Aiden keeps trying to spread. 
Note the header, footer information, and official state email domain. This is how you vet and share information, folks. So again, yesterday I published a document on our site that had, had the header information for D Department of Ch Children and Family Services. I did. The part that said that, Caitlin, that Kate was an alcoholic who was losing her kids was on a DCF letterhead. So there's that. Thank you for proving me right, darling. Uh, Aiden is, uh, let's see. Aiden is just salty because he's an insecure, never was. I'm an insecure, never was. Yet, Kate, how many times did she say that I am like the realest source of news ever? Oh, yeah. Did, didn't she call me her you're, idol? You're my idol. Like, yeah, she called me. Idol. She wrote a blog on the site, called me her idol, saying Turtle Boy is like the greatest news source ever. Like, and I, we went to out to a bar and everyone knew who Turtle Boy was, but now I'm a never was. Hmm, funny how that works, Kate. Because most of her followers are not from Massachusetts. So they Most don't read the blog. The US, please. Yeah, they're not from the United States, so they don't read the law. So, um, so it goes on to say that um, Aiden is just salty. He's an insecure, never was, who is desperately wants to be internet famous, but in reality is not someone I would ever hire to mop floors. I don't mop floors, bitch. He's back. I mop the floor with you, but he's back in full force with his malignant narcissism on display after a refreshing weekend vacationing with his mistress. I went, so I vacationed with my mistress. Is that what you he did? With, and that's that's because I saw you with your kids. So you know. Oh, because I was with my kids. Brought, yeah. Brought them too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I do. I, I we, uh, right. Sure. That that's the thing. So again, this she if in case anybody's familiar, this is what she does. She just makes shit up. She just throws shit at the wall and like, oh yeah, my idiot followers believe it. Yeah, sure. Um. I don't have any evidence, but yeah, I'll just say it. Attacking me won't make you a better man. <laughs> Posting false information ad nauseum will not make it true. I don't need to be a better man, but you certainly need to be a better woman. You're not much of a woman. Uh, now, unless I decide to start a daycare center, Harris shut the fuck Shut the fuck up about my kids. Yeah, I'm not going to stop advocating for victims of child abuse, Kate. So not going to do that. You would like that, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to stop talking. It's not about the kids. It's about you and what you did to those kids. Lawsuits are expensive. Lawsuits are time consuming. And I'm always pretty short on both, but not completely devoid of any time or money whatsoever. Every time you defame me, you're just extending the amount of time I have to make up my mind. Uh, so that that's a threat. So you're going to sue me, right? That's what you're saying there? So scared. Please, again, Kate, I'm begging you. I just, you abuse kids. They touched each other. They diddled each other. They did all that. I, I'm going to keep saying it. You did it. You did all of those things. I fucking dare you to sue me. You won't do it. Do it tomorrow. What do what you got going on tomorrow? Sue me. Follow, Ryan fucking Waters, a fucking completely moronic homeless man with no resources figured out how to file a lawsuit. Surely you can too. Why are you waiting? What are you waiting for? Tony Branch could figure out how to sue me. Failure Swift figured out how to sue me. The dumbest fucking people in the world could figure out how to sue me, but you can't. Uh, but it was okay for you to talk about her kids. Exactly. They shared, you know, oh yeah, that's, she's against that. She's against that, of course. Fucking hypocrite. So then she shares this email. Half that of it. She, oh, she only shared oh, half of it? can't see the whole thing. Okay, there. Okay, okay I so I got to zoom in here. Thing. Yeah. Keep zooming out. Okay, I don't know if you guys can see this. I can see it, like, barely. Okay, I'm going to read it to you. So this is what... It comes from... It has a state 
so I, I don't doubt that this is a legitimate email, okay? But it says, hi, Kate. You have the right to request your entire case file through a written request. Is that what you're asking for? It may take a few weeks as your case has been closed out for several years and the records are voluminous. <laughs> is that not the greatest cell phone ever? Is that not the greatest? She's like, yes. So We're going to have to charge you because it's going to take a fucking metric Your case is going to take you. weeks because, bitch, you were like our biggest fucking client when you were with us. Like, bitch, <laughs> that's not normal. Do you think that's normal to have a DCF case that's quote unquote voluminous? Oh, that will take several weeks because it's that fucking big week. Yep. Good job. Good job. Goes on to say, as far as the photograph you have attached, I can assure you that it did not come from DCF. Our records would not be written in such a manner. The formatting is incorrect and it appears to be a photograph of a computer screen. It is a photograph of a computer screen. We also do not redact because again, if this was printed out or whatever, then there would be a, a rec a digital trail to that. So I'm assuming that this was done on purpose by the source, right? That's what right. you would guess. So uh, we also do not redact our files, uh, colored ink through a, a paint program. Oh, so again, that was me. I did that. Right. So I, I took the document and I redacted the kids' names. So again, I protected your kids. I wrote, I, I redacted their names by putting a pink spot over them, a pink line. And so like this idiot from DCF here is like, wait a minute, that can't come from us. We don't put pink lines on things. Yeah, dumbass. I put them on there because <laughs> the fucking original had their fucking names on it. Stupid. Right. <laughs> like, uh, okay. You can tell she wrote this part. Like, cause it says it is therefore unequivocally impossible. Nobody talks like that. Nobody you think does that, that on purpose. You think you think Kate wrote this email? I feel like no, I don't think the email, not the whole thing, maybe, but like that middle paragraph's a bit long and like wordy. So I don't know. It, the whole thing is long. The, yeah, like, it's kind like, of like you know, it's it's like it kind of like yeah, it kind of is weird to me. And yeah. What is that? Her work email address, KPV Condo. Whose work address has like a Gmail account with like random numbers at the end? I thought about that too. I thought about that too. That's like, highly so suspicious to me. Like KPV Condo doesn't have a because that's her work. Right. So they don't they don't have an email address at the end. And right, and, and and how many KPVers fucking work for you that you need to put five numbers after it? Yeah, and we know that she's manufactured evidence before. Right. We know we know that she's um filed a, a a complaint with YouTube against me for copyright and used and and just searched for a um an actual federal case on copyright and just changed. Um, the she forgot to change the docket number on it. Yep, yep. And so we just looked at the docket number and found out it was a case from 2013 that she submitted. So yeah, this, so she's done this several times. Like this is kind of her thing. Um, and she again, she she's not fooling us, but she might she's gonna fool a lot of stupid people. That's kind of her thing. Uh, so she goes, um, as you are aware from your previous conversations with this other worker last year, an electronic lock was placed on your file. Per your request. And prior to that, no one had accessed your file electronically since the closure of your case in, and it doesn't say the date. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. So is it really closed? Yeah. Uh, it, it is, is, did she write this? I don't know. It, it is therefore unequ unequivocally impossible. That's a good point. Do you think they right. would write That's unequivocally? Not, said that. 
Yeah. Therefore, it would be unequivocally that's fake as shit. It sounds like one of my messages. That too, is like when I write fake long messages. Shit. Like, don't we use that vocab? <laughs> just me. You think DCF's <laughs> gonna write? That's unequivocally impossible. Right? That's what I'm saying. No, the all DCF would say was like, no, we didn't do it. This, yeah, this isn't it. No, that's yeah. unequivocally that's impossible. It. No shit. And then yeah. write about it. I didn't even think about that. She took this way too far, huh? This yep. is fucking fake. And then shit. down below, I am not sure what your options for legal recourse. Why the fuck would they be even telling you that? That's oh, we'll get to Yeah, let's get to that. So she goes, um, it is therefore unequivocally impossible for a photograph of a partial document to have come from your file at all. Furthermore, no one in our office would engage in such unethical behavior. No one in our office? Like, how do they know? I know you don't like, What if they there. did? I can on behalf of everyone who's ever worked here, I can, just, not, I can yeah. truly assure you, everyone is fucking on the up and up. Like, not like, mm. you know, like imagine the police department worked like that, but like if right? somebody filed, if somebody filed a complaint like of alleging police brutality, sir, I can assure you, none of our officers would ever do that. So case closed, because because I said they wouldn't. What so wouldn't you want to do an investigation? Like what? This is she yeah. made this all up. Oh my god, yeah, there's no like the fucking way. The first two sentences are legit. That's it. The rest of it's yeah. in. Like, it's in. Here's what I would say to Kate. Forward this email. Forward this email to me. Turtleboysports at gmail. Like, I'm forwarded to me. Let me okay. see it. So let me see the actual email from the actual address. Do it. Do it. Because you, you put out the... This is fucking... For so, basically, she's trying to prove that I forged something with the forged document. <laughs> this is classic crusty panties. Oh, my God. Imagine believing this. So it goes on to say, um, our office would engage, nor would anyone communicate with a third party unrelated to your case regarding you or your children without the proper releases to address your other concerns. The accusations of child abuse and sexual abuse did not come from any employee within the department. Uh, no, they, they were inferred through the document itself that the kids diddled each other. And then we can infer that they learned that behavior somewhere. And it would probably be from, you know, the people that they lived with. That, that seems to be the first uh, uh, person, people you would look at. Um, did not come from anyone in the department. As I'm sure you're aware, if at any time during the duration of your time as a consumer. Wait, as consumer? a consumer? It's not a fucking grocery store. A client? A client, maybe. Oh, shit. That's another maybe thing she obviously fucked up. You guys notice that? With you guys. Like, what? Look at that. As a consumer, it says. It's client. Hey, you okay, fucked. Yeah, you you fucked it up. The word you were looking for was client, or uh, what is? It? I don't even know because your client pays you, right? Like you're not you're not a consumer. You're not consuming anything. Yeah. You're not paying for anything. Consuming we are the tax. I'm paying for this shit. <laughs> yeah, she actually wrote, "I'm a consumer." Oh my! Imagine what a retard you'd have to be to believe this. Wow. <laughs> This is, I thought that, like, when I first saw this, I'm like, oh, cool. So she actually got an email. Now that I read the email, I'm like, oh, this is, this is all her. Wow. I just said that to you last night. I was like, no, this is, or, or you said this morning. I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I didn't read it because I don't, like, I didn't think about her or anything that happened last night at all today because I write blogs for a living. I do work. Yeah. I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, wow, this is great. This is hilarious. Um, yeah. Let's see. So. If at any time during the duration of your time as a consumer of the department had any concerns regarding physical or sexual abuse, you would be fully aware. Your action plan would have reflected the concerns, 
and a district attorney referral would have been made to pursue criminal charges against the offending party had charges not yet been filed. Right. Uh, this is obviously not the case for you. Obviously, this is obviously not the case for you. Really? You're so much better no. than anyone else. Yeah, great. Okay, you are you are our fa you are our favorite client with the voluminous file. Like you are our favorite one. You're you're the best one we had, Kate, ever. Yeah, you were here for like 10 years. We loved you. Um, it is concerning to hear that these things are being said. Like, why would they why would this person write that about you and your family? And although it's a big fucking fan of you, and they can they're, right. they're willing to vouch for the whole department. <laughs> And although I can certainly empathize with your concerns, none of this false information originated from the department. I am not sure what other options for legal recourse would be at this time, other than pursue action, civil action, civil action, such as a harassment order or perhaps a lawsuit against the man who is spreading the rumors. But you would have to speak to an attorney or perhaps your local police Please reply to this email to confirm whether or not you are requesting a complete copy. So she actually okay, writes so it in the that please reply, the please reply line. That probably was in there too. And she fucked up because that shouldn't be part of that paragraph. It should have been separate because that's nothing to do with the legal device. Right. So you think this is an actual email that she just inserted? Yeah, she had the first two lines in this please reply to this email. That's it. That's it, probably. And then probably the next, the first line of the next paragraph, like, do not hesitate to contact me if you have further question. That's it. That's like yeah. real. And that is kind of funny that she wrote this and she referred to her own file as voluminous. No, I think that was part of the real. Oh, you think that was the real, was the real one? Okay. All right. First two sentences, I think were real. Yeah. Yeah. This like this, this, this fucking DZF person this unnamed DZF person is just like, throwing out legal advice. Yeah, it's yeah. like miss legal advice over here. If you have any further concerns, please do not hesitate to contact me. I am truly sorry for what you're going through. Yeah, I wouldn't through. say that either. Nobody gives a fuck. Malicious rumors <laughs> on the internet can be so harmful. Not, not quite as harmful as child abuse, but yes, so harmful, especially on the scale you have described. It is my hope that you have access to clinical supports for yourself as you navigate the situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like my go through God. the comments too. The comments are Ooh, I mean, look too. at it. But again, none of these people are real. Like none of these people use real names. Like all of her, the people listening to her are just dummy Kruger. Yes, you're quite dumb. Kate, you have brought a lot of people countless hours of entertainment. If when the time arises for a lawsuit, myself and others will certainly have. Yes, get this guy, dummy. Get Donate to the lawsuit. Donate to the lawsuit. I mean, she could scam. If she wanted to, she could scam these people. She could probably raise. I'm like, sure she will. Like 25 grand. And. Never sue me. And then none of these people would ask about the lawsuit. Not a single one would be like, so what's nope. up with that lawsuit? Because you know what? They'd be like, can we talk about chili? Can we talk about fucking, <laughs> you know, like, like they would just forget about this. They would just can't like, let's see. They should retract immediately. This is serious slander. This much is cleared up by one email. Imagine the testimony in court. Oh, that clears yes. everything right up. I would, I would love to imagine the testimony in court. Um, I'd love to. It's not a caveman. I'm not a clinical cave supports, Aiden. Is that like crutches? Like this is supports? I mean, Kate, all of your these supporters here, they're all right. This is ground. If what you're alleging is true, this is like textbook defamation and libel. Since he's published, I did it all, Kate. I did it. I said all that shit. Just to be clear, I said it all. I said it a whole bunch of times. I put it in writing. I said it on my show. I did it all. And uh, so please. 
You have like the ground for the greatest lawsuit. I have assets. I own a home. You can you can take a lot of shit from me if you want. Please. Oh no. Like why why don't you don't sue me, Kate? That would be so bad. Oh no. I can't imagine a worse allegation with terrible results acted towards you and your family. How many of these are actually Kate commenting? Let's take That's a good point. That sounds like Kate. Like it's interesting that none of these commenters, not one, not one, like although they're all urging her to sue, not one of them has asked why aren't you suing? Because none of these people ever question. They're just like ask questions, right? Mm, but nobody ever asks any questions. That's kind of interesting. Um, we are not a rich family. However, I'm a woman who strongly believes if anyone harms my children in the way that yours are being harmed, you harm. Oh she abused God. fucking kids. Like this is amazing. Oh this is amazing. Like you, your children were removed from your home because you abused them. And your the your children are being armed by me. I didn't abuse and neglect your children for years. You did. Uh, I would start a GoFundMe account for you. Okay. Uh, what a, I'm sorry. This is that Jessica Waterhouse chick. I'm sorry. I can't even believe he's still doing this still. Just the fact that he has viciously gone after your children. <laughs> Oh, oh kill yeah, okay. Uh, kill shock. Imagine how retarded you have You should have seen what that chick Jessica Waterhouse. You should have seen what Shannon Mary had to say about her in private text. Oh, Jessica, you should see. And because Shannon Mary is the new co-host for Kate's show. Yeah, you She's should new... go ask Shannon. She was on. Yeah, that go ask Shannon. Shannon, Jessica, it. Shannon has a lot of interesting things to say about you, and Kate has a lot of interesting things to say about Shannon, and Shannon has a lot of interesting things to say about Kate. Oh, I love it. I love it. What else we got here? Kate, I have been with you since you started this channel. <laughs> you have been nothing but a good person to all of us viewers. Um, uh, is this a real person? Like, who are these people? There are uh, some Yes, there are. We are all Kate. Kate always wins. Kate always wins. Okay, here's a good one. Is it not time to take legal action? That's a good question. I would be willing to, to contribute to such an action. I'm sure it will not do Lauren DeLaguna's bar application if you hit her with a defamation. No, I, hit me. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm thinking the same thing. Yes. Why Why don't you come after me? This community has your back. Yeah, Kate, Kate they all have your back. This lawsuit would be paid for. Do it. Do it. A lot, of, a lot of defamation lawyers will take cases on contingency. Well, they'll do it if they look at the case yeah, if they think and they it's think legit. it's a winner. If they think They're it's a winner. They're not, yeah. But they would look at this and be like, wait, but you did lose your kids. And so they wouldn't take your case on a contingency. You'd have to actually pay. You would lose, but at least you would actually sue me. You could say that, you know? TV, look at that. Look on the accounts. I mean, I'm sure some of these are actual accounts. Like, say, so click on this guy's. Well, We've got see, 90. The ones, with, the ones with pictures are legit. And the ones yeah. without pictures that have, that have the big long things are ever like Kate. <laughs> yeah. Get the streets photo, which it. Um, they're disgusting, vile dirtbags. I freaking love you and Faux Shizzle. Her name is Shannon O'Loughlin LeBerry. That's Faux Shizzle. You are both brilliant, hilarious rock stars. Wow, your standards are fucking low. Jesus. Is this a, this is a real person? Oh, this can't. This is, she has never left her house, apparently. It's just like, oh, just look. It's all cats. My cat. Hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Look, how fucking stupid are you? Oh, man. I am so grateful I don't have followers like this. Thank God. Thank if if any of you people were this retarded, I would quit. I'm sorry. No offense to no offense to you all. I would just be like, I give up. This this whole thing I did, it was all for nothing. Because this I worked so hard and I built up a follower of retards. So I failed. 
I worked uh, really hard at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, where the hell's Ashley? Where's Ashley, my best friend, favorite supporter? No, she's uh, doing her own thing, I think. She's got her own channel. She's um, oh, she leave? Yeah, she does like, uh, what does she call it there? She, she, she got a whole thing. She's got a brand. I think she's probably doing better than Kate, but. Doesn't take that much. Yeah, I mean, you can, uh, retards can do well on this platform, on YouTube. So, Kate, I have always observed you focus on verified facts. Once you know what the facts are, you aren't shy about sharing your opinion. Yeah, so all this stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, so again, I'm, I'm waiting. Notice nobody, nobody, uh, like, nobody here is asked, not, not a single person's asking. Yeah, if the allegations were true, I wouldn't be here. But they are true. So, detective, when you find out, just make sure you leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the allegations are true, and you are still there. So, find. Oh, you commented, Laura. 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 Yeah, she said find her comments. I mean, this. And uh, stream like the strand, chain or whatever. Where is it? Keep going. The, the civil jury would make you the owner of Turtle Boy based on this alone. Uh, oh, God. LG? So, uh, no, that's not really her, is it? Where? Oh, up. Oh, you shouldn't pass it. Hold on. Right there. No, that's that not the, her. I don't think that's No, her, she would have said something else. She wouldn't have said that. Uh, yeah, all these people. There she is. Uh, and sue. Drop the, yeah, drop if the it were fake, supplies. you'd sue. But it's real. <laughs> Good job, Lauren. That's why I love Lauren. Yeah, your word is definitely above the word of the actual the actual agency you're claiming it came from. You're an actual mental valid invalid, Lauren. <laughs> you truly are. Wait and see what's coming down the pipeline from the decisions you've made. When it blows up in your face, do, she always acts like, oh, something really bad's going to happen to you in the future. And then the nothing ever coming. does. And then nothing ever does. Nothing ever does. When it blows up in your face, don't worry. I do understand how it feels to have to sit in your own shit for a while. Hmm. Lauren, you may look, you may book smart, but you have no common sense. Yeah, sure thing. If she even gets that far, it's entirely possible the attorney fantasy goes by the way of her Air Force career. Okay, so she just talks about shits on them. It's a real document. Otherwise, she'd sue. Notice no one's denying that. Taco and Yoshi Gaming. Isn't this a commenter on our page? Is that uh, one yeah. of ours? He's been here. He's been here. Is he a supporter? I don't know. I don't He's kind of just here. He seems like neutral so far. I am of the belief of keep your own life in check instead of asking about others. I find there is always something a person would not like to share with the world, something embarrassing, illegal, or morally wrong. Would he to, would be ashamed if something is found out about oh, you. Well, if he's on our channel next time, we'll have to call him out. Okay. Say it should us. Okay, I don't even know. I in no way am advocating someone to do something, but we full know there are plenty of turtle voice. Okay, I don't even know what this guy's talking about. Yeah. She talked about me first, blah, blah, blah. Weaponized. Okay, so this is just getting into high school shit here. Okay. All right, so yeah, so there's that. So yeah, um, Kate, you should sue for defamation. You have an art. I mean, they make a great point, Kate. Sue, turtle boy. Sue me, sue me, sue me. Come on, Kate. Like, I'm begging you. I've never said this to anyone before. Like, please sue me. And she won't do it because, Kate, you abused your kids. You lost your kids because you abused them. And that document is real. And it's from DCF. Yeah, everything I showed was real. Everything I said was true about the fact why you lost your kids. 
And I said it, I said it so many times. I've damaged your reputation severely. Sue me, please, please, please do it. Anyway, can you imagine how fucked we would be if a real DCF employee typed that letter? Yeah, no, that's a good point too. Uh, I asked her to share the email she sent to DCF that prompted the... Oh, that's a good point too. Can we see the email that she sent to them? That's a good point, right? Yeah, right. We should, like, we should be able to. Yeah, can we see that one, Kate? Can we see the email you sent to them prompting that? That's interesting. All right. Anybody else? All those fake accounts look like her writing stuff. I mean, I'm sure some of them are real. Yeah, but, some uh, of them are. Yeah, but I mean, the the, the, without, the, without the pictures and shit, make me like, hmm. hmm. Although, name, you could be her too. You have no picture. Why do I call her crusty panties? Uh, go back That's and watch a long, the episode. Long story. Last... No, we're not getting into that. No. Yeah, <laughs> there was an incident uh, in her panties. The only positive thing in Kate's life has been a pregnancy test. Yes, and I assume she's tied her tubes because she just stopped having kids. Luckily, after that, she threw out four and five years. Uh, two of them were the same age for a couple days, as she posted on Facebook one time. And yeah. Oh. I hope so. God, somebody had sex with her. Oh, four times. Disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, can't imagine this poor guy. How low do you have to reach? Well, he was high, so it's, you know, that, that explains really know what he's doing. All right. Anybody else have any more questions they want to ask me before I call it a night, folks? It's been a good show. Is Brett not backing her up? He was on her panel last night, allegedly, like before when the debate supposed to ha supposedly happened. Probably like screen recording the entire thing, which is what I told Lauren. That's how she's able to like replay the tape of it, even though mm. she didn't go live. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what, like, I didn't, well, I haven't watched or listened to any of the response because I know it's going to be stupid. It's like, yeah. it's all just a lie. Like, it's all just a fucking lie. All right. Um, I support you. boy Outlaw. I saw Outlaw on there. He had our back there. Is Outlaw. <laughs> Is he a regular run? Uh, he's here now and then. He's here now and then. Okay. That's good then if she really got a vasectomy. <laughs> Did I say a vasectomy? <laughs> I don't know, but it's great anyway. <laughs> Wait, we're only eight shows. Like, we got a hundred and how many likes we got on this video so far? Um, I don't know. Let's see. hundred. We got 92. Can we get that up to a hundo? Oh my God, guys. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Get it up to a hundo. We need eight more people. Eighty, you guys hit that like button. Give us a thumbs up. I know you guys could do it. Yeah, and Andrew, remember I showed Andrew Breen's uh, criminal background and why he yeah. lost. He's another one who lost his kids due to abuse and neglect. So, I mean, notice a the theme there. All these people, that's one thing they have. How are Brett's kids doing, by the way? I mean, I would love to see what they look like and how they turned out. <laughs> I can only imagine. can only imagine. Amanda was on our... I noticed Amanda in the comments last night. Amanda was watching our show. I you know said, what? Yeah, I said that. I think we... I, I welcome Amanda. If Amanda wants to come back, she can come back. I, I, I think I, I would... I would do... I would, I would talk to her. Let's put it that way. I would talk to her. I'm sure she wouldn't want to. She probably has too much pride, but I would, if, if, if she reached out and wanted to talk, I would talk to her. Cause I'm sure I feel like with Amanda, she didn't really want, she loved turtle boy. She was like on, if you go back and watch any of our old shows, like she was on every fucking episode commenting, like uh, all over our Facebook page. And I'm sure these people still read the blog. Like, obviously they still read the blog. So, you know, it, it's just a pride thing. 
Yeah. Got to talk to your boy Pounder coming to Brett show and buying stuff from him. Who, who, uh, oh, is this, is this the real Shreya? Hey Nick, how you doing? How's the dentures doing? My guy, hopefully they're holding up strong tonight. Um, uh, again, see, I don't care about what seven pounder does. Like seven pounder can go hundred likes. Yeah. See, we don't care about shit like that. There we go. Okay. Anybody else? Oh, I would kick his fucking ass. Everybody knows that. It's not even Did a question. Did you say it generally? Just generally any, any fight? Yeah. Oh, he couldn't. Dude, when he wanted to fight Robert Blackwell Gibbs like five or six years ago, I'm like, I told him privately, like, dude, that guy would fuck you up. <laughs> like, Robert Blackwell Gibbs, first of all, he's got like 50 pounds on you. Uh, he's taller than you. And he's probably gotten a lot more fights than you. I mean, your whole thing is you just act tough. You're not actually about that life, though. Like, you're not actually fucking tough. You're just a guy who yells things on the internet and doesn't have a car. So that's you. All right. Um, no, I don't grunt at the gym. I don't grunt at the gym. I don't do that. <laughs> She's got a fucked up image, dude. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, Bobby Gibbs is a big freaking... I mean, he is. And, like, I'm like, I, I understand he's a joke and all, but, like, he's a big fucking dude, you know? I wouldn't fuck with Bobby Gibbs. Anyway, um, let's uh, just call it a night because it's getting kind of late. Um, thank you guys for uh, the uh, – oh, Suzanne, appreciate the donut. appreciate it. But thank you, everybody, for being here. Also, join Turtle Club if you guys haven't done so already. Thursday night, we've got a good stream coming up. I don't know what the topic is yet, but it'll be good, I'm sure. And uh, we will... I don't know what it's about yet. But... I don't know. Whatever it is, it's going to be fucking good, though. I promise you that it's much. It's a great and... sex cult. You should join. So, I promise. Yeah, good sex cult. Oh, and Lance said he got his hat today, and thank you. Oh, good. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Excellent. So. All right, guys, have a good evening, and we'll see you all, uh, Turtle Club members, on Thursday. We'll see everyone on Saturday night. Peace. Have a good night, everyone.